the volume. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversation with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. What is going on, everybody? It's late. It's almost 10 o'clock at night. The uh, Thursday night game has been over for a while, but I had to watch Giants-Dodgers. Not happy right now. It was actually, it was, it was laughable how that game ended. The umpires and referees in the NFL, in basketball, in baseball are so incompetent. It really is such a joke how bad they are. Now, listen, I understand there's a human element, but if you get a chance, watch the last pitch, how the Giants came in. They might have lost anyway, but they called a strike three and the guy didn't even come close to swinging. It's just. In any walk of life, in any walk of life, sorry, there's a football podcast, but if I struggled, if you struggled, if in sports, if players, coaches struggle, we all get fired. We all lose our business. We all go under. Yet these refs and umpires consistently are couldn't be any more incompetent, yet they just keep their jobs. I mean, it's It's incredible. It's like they're government workers. I, I've never seen anything like it. I, I've Giants lose. To the Dodgers in Game 5, I'm at a loss here. But it's also football season. Have some takes on the Thursday night game. Sorry, I had to get that off my chest. Uh, I even had a glass of wine here in like the 7th and 8th inning to chill me out. But the way that game ended, I, I, I'm i hot right now. I'm hot. And I, honestly, as a diehard Giants fan, I, I hate their manager. I, I do not like Gabe Kapler. But I do like their squad. I love Buster Posey. Tough 
That was a tough L, man. That's tough. I, I'm not really a fan anymore, uh, but that is the last team that I'm truly like pretty diehard. But the, the Thursday night game, have some thoughts on Brady and Jalen Hurts. Uh, we'll dive into a bunch of other stuff. Derek Carr, of course, he answered for Mark Davis because Mark Davis never talks when controversy hits the Raiders and it always hits the Raiders. Uh, Lincoln Riley is uh, playing a little cloak and dagger with his uh, his quarterback situation. I'll kind of hit on some of the big games this weekend. Uh, Middlecoff Mailbag, of course, at John Middlecoff is the Instagram. Slide up into those direct messages and uh, and yeah, get your question answered here on the show. Also, subscribe to the 3 and Out podcast. Subscribe to 3 and Out podcast. Also, if you're a YouTuber, and I know many of you are, YouTube has more people watching than like cable TV, check out the Volumes YouTube page. And, uh, and yeah, you can check out content left and right. It's all over the place. Let's start with the game tonight. And Tampa won. And once the game was like 28-14, I wasn't as locked in because I was watching baseball. And then I looked up and, of course, I saw someone tweeted out a stat that, like, the Eagles have scored a bunch of touchdowns when they've been down double digits. Like, I'm sorry. I don't take that, like, a cl- that's not a close game to me. But uh, even though the final score was 28-22, to I had a buddy text me, Right when the game ended, he's like, I've been watching baseball. I looked at the football game. I didn't realize this was a close game. I'm like, yeah, I don't really consider it a close game. But let's start with the Bucks. And do you know the thing that really stood out to me? And he gets talked about this a lot. And obviously, I've talked about this a lot forever. And I think everyone has how great of a teammate Tom is. We talk about this a lot with GMs and head coaches, guys that take chances on players. Uh, and I worked for a coach, Andy Reid, who's taken a lot of chances on players and given them you know, second opportunities and let them resurrect their careers and is very uh, is very liberal in that sense and open-minded with guys. And some coaches are more than others. But I think the greatest strength Brady has brought to Tampa, beside obviously his playing, which is very important, is think of what he's done for that offense, right? Their running game was in major question. Well, they got Leonard Fournette. And a big reason they got, remember the first day they signed Leonard Fournette on social media, there was a picture of Leonard and Tom, and it looked like they were at Tom's house. And now, Leonard, you watch him tonight, like, he's a really good player. Like, Leonard Fournette was once upon a time a top five pick in the draft. Now, should he have gone that high? Probably not. You know, but he's a legitimate talent. And Tom Brady, and obviously Arians is an open-minded guy, same with Jason Light, but when Tom Brady puts your arm around you, and Tom Brady is setting the tone in your organization, you know, think how easy it is to take chances like that. And then who led them in receiving tonight? I don't know, this guy named Antonio Brown that had one of the greatest six-year stretches in the history of the league that Tom Brown, Tom Brady pounded the table for to sign in New England. And then when they cut him, reports have been that like Tom was not happy when they made that move to get rid of Antonio Brown. Remember, he had that touchdown against Miami a couple years back. And look, look at how Antonio looks this year. I looked it up during the game after he scored his touchdown. He has eight TDs since he joined the Bucks. I bet by the end of the season, he'll have like, you know, let's say eight or nine touchdowns this year, plus the four last year. I mean, we're talking 15, 16 touchdowns in, you know, a year and a half or whatever it's been with the Bucs. And they would not have signed those guys if Tom Brady's not signing off. Tom Brady's not only signing off. You, you know, a lot of coaches get crushed. Like, he gives all these guys second opportunities. Tom Brady is the most, you know, open-minded and second-chance-oriented general manager in the league. He, so he looks at Bruce and he looks at Jason Light and he says, go get him. I'll take care of him. I will mentor this guy. Think how many older players, think how many just older people in general, 
Most older people don't want to mess with all the BS, right? You run out of energy. And 44 in football years is the equivalent of like 75. Think how many guys in their 60s and 70s are still open-minded with stuff. They just want the easy stuff. They just want to make money. They don't even want to think about it. You try in your 20s, your 30s, and your 40s. Tom, football years, at 44, you would think he would just, I man, I don't want to mess with these head cases. He embraces it. He puts his arm around him, and then they bowl. I mean, hat tip to a guy that might throw 50 touchdowns at age 44. And then on the flip side, I, I, I think the Eagles' problems are pretty simple. I mean, they have some defensive deficiencies. Their quarterback just isn't good enough. He's a good story. He's a hardworking guy. Uh, everything that I've heard about him, he's a very impressive young man. I, I, how hard he works, his competitive nature. Uh, I Listen, I, I respect it. And I know Nick Saban, Lincoln Riley, they respect him. I, I, I respect the guy's mindset. But in the NFL, you have to have a baseline in terms of your ability to throw. And he simply does not throw the ball well enough. I thought he did that first game against Atlanta. I'm like, oh, they got something here. Turns out Atlanta sucks. The more and more these games go on, every ball is late. Every deep ball is two seconds late. It's not even close. So when I, I look on social media and everyone's shitting on Nick Sirianni, like, I, I'm sorry, uh, Bill Walsh with Jalen Hurts ain't winning games on Sundays. I know this game was on Thursday, but you get my drift. Like, he is just not a good enough passer of the football. Like, the Eagles have some good core pieces. They have all these draft picks, but they just don't have a quarterback. Like, this guy, at the end of the day, is probably a really good number two. And if you got into a position where your starting quarterback rolled an ankle and had to miss two or three games, he could start for you. But if he's got to start like he is on this team, I don't even know if he's going to start all season long, but if he's your full-time starter week one and you plan on making him the starter all season... Uh, and let's face it, they signed Flacco and they traded for Gardner Minshew. So we'll see. Like, would the team be better with Gardner Minshew? That's what I think you have to ask. Like, would we? We're two and four. If I'm Howie, if I'm Nick Sirianni, if I'm Jeffrey Lurie, if we get to two and five or two and six, let's just see what we got with Minshew. And then we'll pick, like, who's the better backup quarterback between the two of them? And hell, we can keep them both and go get another guy this offseason. That's the good thing about having. Uh, you know, three number one picks. Hell, maybe Derek Carr this offseason becomes available. So, but Jalen Hurts simply is not good enough. Now, if you compare him to Tom Brady, it's they're not even in the same world, of course. But just to be like a middle-of-the-road NFL quarterback, he's tough and he can run around. But as a pure passer, his deep ball, one, he doesn't have a great arm. So if his deep ball is not timed perfectly, you notice it's always late. And I'm not talking like a step late. The wide receivers have to stop and come back to the football. It's not even close. And then if he's not into a rhythm, some basic throws are like flying over guys' heads or skipping in their feet. He just, I think if we roll it back to what he was at Oklahoma, the number one question was, he's just not a good enough passer of the football. Now, he brings other things to the table, like I said, which are positives and that keep you competitive in games. But to win games especially against the defending champs or just good teams, you got to make, I'm not even talking about basic passes. I'm talking about like above average passes, a deep out, a deep in, a go route that they clearly had schemed all week long because you go, well, Tampa's DBs and their corners are all injured. So they're playing with Richard Sherman was on his couch two weeks ago and now he was starting and by like two series in, he blew his hamstring or something. 
So you can take advantage of these corners, especially with the Eagles. They have really fast wide receivers. So let's go deep. Well, the Eagles are built to throw bombs, but their quarterback isn't. And I, I just think you're seeing, you know, the more you play when you're a true backup, and I think, let's just be real, that's probably what he is. The more you play, the more you get exposed. And uh, it's why a guy like Chase Daniels, some of these backups, you never play, you're good, right? You're just like, yeah, you know, I'm just just collecting these couple million dollars. I'm a good teammate. I'm a good study guy with my, my assistant coaches love me. But if Chase Daniel ever had to start like 10 games, he'd be out of the league the next year. Blaine Gabbert, you see him on the sideline? He's living his best life. He never has to play. The moment, and, and Jalen's probably better than those guys, but the moment you have to play when you are in the backup category, and some guys are in the fringe, like Mariota's the backup for the Raiders. You know, he's probably could start for 16 games for a really good team. Uh, but I, I, I just don't think Jalen's, Jalen's good enough. <laughs> What a week it's been. Uh, I, You know, Monday night was really one of the crazier nights in the NFL. Let's face it. John Gruden lost his job before halftime of what turned out to be a historic performance by Lamar Jackson. And on the podcast on for Tuesday morning, I, I, I was honest. like I didn't really watch Monday Night Football just because the Gruden thing was insane. I was texting with so many people. It, it just consumed me. Uh, went back and watched that game yesterday. Holy, I mean, Lamar, w- what a performance. But I do want to start with Derek Carr and the Raiders. And uh, as many of you know that it listened to this show, I you know, I live in the Bay Area. I used to be work for a radio station. I, I was the Raiders postgame guy here in the Bay Area. I, I went to countless, you know, Raider games for years at, at the Coliseum and, and covered the team and talked about the team. And, uh, you know, the Bay Area is a unique place because we have two football teams or did before the Raiders left. And it was divided, you know, like Jets and the Giants, but it's a little different. Uh, you know, the Niners probably have like an 85-15 share in Northern California. The, it's, you know, it's like Lakers Clippers. It's not even close, but it's the NFL. So the Raiders still have a ton of fans and they have a ton of history. But let's face it, over the last 20 years, uh, you could argue there hasn't been a more chaotic brand in all of sports and honestly it might not be close and since the Raiders also let's be real lucked into Derek Carr uh, I think a huge reason that he fell to pick whatever he was 37 uh, in 2014 was because of his last name you know in, in modern times a guy of his talent coming when I say modern times like 2021 coming out of Fresno State with his tape he's going in the top 15 but the David Carr and just kind of the hangover of people going, you know, I, I no, this guy can't be any good. And he's been, you know, whatever, an eight, nine year starter. But there, there are requirements in any in any industry, in any job. Right. And especially jobs that pay 20, 30 million dollars when you're the head or I guess when you're the head coach or the quarterback, there's more than just goes into your job description as passing the football, <laughs> calling audibles. You're expected to study. Like That's the price of admission. But you're also, as a quarterback in the NFL, You are. it's mandated that you talk every single Wednesday. The starting quarterback talks every single Wednesday. No other player on the team, it's mandated that he talk. It's also mandatory that he talks after the game. So you speak for the organization. And we've talked about this over the last several weeks with Urban Meyer, 
Like there are three positions in my organization, if I'm the owner, or even if I'm a fan, that I don't really want to worry about controversy with. That's my head coach, that's my general manager, and that's my quarterback. I can deal with poor play, I can deal with poor play calls, I can deal with missed draft picks. I don't want to have you getting DUIs. I don't want to have you getting arrested. I don't want to get in email scandals. I don't want you to go through what Deshaun Watson's, that that's part of why you get paid all this money. But the difference is every organization is not the same, clearly. It's much easier for Russell Wilson to be the spokesman for the Seattle Seahawks, Pete Carroll and John Schneider and Paul Allen's family over the last decade than it is to be the quarterback for the Raiders. He has had countless head coaches, guys fired left and right. He's had a move, but their move was not easy. Because if you remember, the Rams and Chargers were allowed to move first. The Raiders were told over our dead body, speaking of the uh, the owners, when everyone was trying to get to LA, you are not going to be allowed down here. That's not going to be the case. And Derek had to constantly answer for the owner. Why? Because Mark Davis never speaks. He hides. And listen, most owners hide. But when you fire or the head coach resigns in the manner in which that happened on Monday night, the owner for basically every organization would more than likely speak. You can't avoid talking if you're going to be taken seriously. Mark Davis, that's a whole other elephant in the room. The league wants him out. The league desperately wants Mark Davis to be gone. Jason Cole tweeted last night, NFL reporter, that people around Mark Davis are telling Mark Davis they are coming after you. Of course they are. Vegas is a cash cow for the league. And under no circumstances do they want Mark Davis in control of that franchise. They are going to do everything humanly possible to rip that thing away from him. Now, it's not easy. And Mark Davis does not have to sell. But the controversy and the, the chaos with this franchise is not going to stop. And Derek Carr, at every single turn, even though he has never, ever been the issue of any of these controversies, your owner's broke, you can't move to uh, Los Angeles, where are you going to go? Are you stuck at the Coliseum? You finally go to Vegas, but you got to stay at the Coliseum. What are you going to do? Then your coach gets fired. It's always Derek Carr that answers for the organization. It's the, it's the only thing consistent about the Raiders. That shit is going to hit the fan and a mic is going to be put in front of Derek Carr. And Derek Carr, listen, he's a polarizing quarterback. I've been watching him since he was in high school. He's pretty damn good. Is he elite? No. Is he as bad as some people think? Of course not. Is he a good enough quarterback to get you to the playoffs? Yes, he is. Is his organization a clown show? 100%. And does he consistently act like a normal human being and show this organization that feels like it's a dumpster fire, the whole thing's burning down, give some semblance of normalcy, he consistently does that. And yesterday, well, if it depends when you're listening to this, he spoke on Wednesday, and you could tell he was emotionally moved. Because if you think about it, when John Gruden came, and listen, I'm as guilty as anyone because I heard these things from people around the league. John Gruden wanted to get his own quarterback in. John Gruden did everything possible for a couple years to find ways to get certain guys. And he never could. And slowly but surely, Derek Carr just kept swinging his pick. Derek Carr, like John Gruden, works these crazy hours. Work ethic with Derek has never been a question. If anything, some of his you know toughness in the pocket, Joey Bosa hit on that a couple weeks ago, is, is his one big knock. But in terms of work ethic, football IQ, 
understanding, you know, the sport, like in terms of manipulating defenses, all that stuff. He's really high level. And it took him three years and and this year to earn his coach's trust, who happened to also be the play caller. And now that's over. Now that's done with. And he has to start over again in a chaotic situation. And he has gone on record as saying, I never want to play for another team. And I think that a lot of that was tied to Gruden, who was supposed to be there for the next decade. Well, that's over. If anything, Derek, if I could give him advice, and again, I've known him for over a decade, even though he blocked me on Twitter, because I can be negative about the Raiders. Um, And listen, I understand he's blocked a bunch of people on social media because he tries to just, you know, black out the negativity, which I would do too in his circumstance. What I say, what you say is meaningless on social media if you're a quarterback. Russell Wilson does the same crap too. He doesn't necessarily block anybody, but you know what I'm saying. I would beg, I would hit my knees, and I would pray that I get moved this offseason. Honestly, I would demand a trade. Get the hell out of there. Move on. Try to get yourself to an organization that knows what they're doing. Because this organization keeps asking you. They don't ask you to just win football games, to play well, to do like what every other team asks their quarterback to do. They consistently ask for you to basically take ownership in the stupid shit that happens on the Raiders' watch that you never, ever have anything to do with. It really is unlike any of these other quarterbacks. It's crazy. Mahomes, Lamar, they never have to... Listen, football things for sure. Positive, negatively, it changes by the week. But you never, you know, what about when the Ravens, uh, two years ago, they tried to move to, uh, to uh, you know, South Carolina. Remember that? No, because it doesn't happen. Oh, what happens when Clark Hunt, does he have the money to pay? A, I mean, that is one of the themes around the Raiders. Their owner was broke. That was a consistent theme and it's still kind of is. And it's just something that Derek has to deal with and then lose the guy that he's worked years upon years to earn his trust. And clearly they were on the same page. And when I saw a guy emotional, I saw a guy just overwhelmed. I have to carry the organization. I I just lost the guy who finally believed in me and I'm playing really good football. Even though this chaotic situation, I understand why he gets fired. Like, bro, leave. Get the hell out of there. Run. You know, sometimes when you have like a friend in a relationship or in a job that's really toxic and you, you, you try to kind of sugarcoat things and eventually get to the point like, hey, man, if you keep asking me for advice, I'm just going to shoot you straight. I'm not going to bullshit you. Get out of there. Do everything humanly possible. Break up with her. Quit the job. That is my advice. If you don't like it, I don't know what to tell you. But that is the best thing I can tell you right now. I, I, I can't sugarcoat this anymore. And that's what I would tell Derek to get out of there. And then on the flip side, this whole thing with Gruden clearly came from this Washington football team investigation into Dan Snyder, who clearly they want out of the organization as well. The difference between Snyder and Davis, Snyder self-made all of his money a little smarter, even though he runs the organization like a clown. He clearly, you know, is, is a fighter and has the means to fight and somehow just avoids Well, today, on Thursday, they announced that Sean Taylor, you remember, passed away, got killed at his house, you know, in the mid-2000s, was on a trajectory to be, you know, an all-time great player. They were going to retire his jersey, put his name, whatever, on the uh, Ring of Honor three days before the game. Three days before the game. They, They can't even like, hey, 
We know somehow that this entire investigation was about us. We were making cheerleaders get naked for photo shoots. People are suing us left and right. Yet Gruden goes down. Nothing to see here. Thursday, let's retire Sean Taylor's jersey. I know this. Eli had his number, you know, name put in the ring of honor, whatever, a couple weeks ago. We had been hearing about that for months. That had been set in stone for a year. That was a really big deal. I listened to like financial podcasts where guys that are Giants fans were like, listen, I don't know how many NFL games I'm going to, but I'm a big Giants fan and I'm going to Eli's ceremony this year. And that was the one that John Maher got booed at or whatever. But like, you don't just randomly throw this out there. Washington, like the Raiders, can't even hide their chaotic nature. Even Ron Rivera who is, you know, I think Ron Rivera, a high-level guy, smart guy, cow guy, everyone loves him. Even somehow he got kind of his trainer who's been with him forever, got arrested by the feds. There's just something in the water with the Raiders, with a football team that you just can't shake. Avoid those places at all costs. That's where careers go to die. College football season's in full swing. You can make every moment more with FanDuel Sportsbook. Right now, all customers, all of them, get a $10 parlay bet bonus. Just place a $20 parlay bet, $20 parlay bet, get a $10 bonus, win or lose. I like Texas to win and cover the spread against Oklahoma State. The Cowboys' offense is weak. Texas will score points. Miami at Carolina, I like Carolina to cover. I think Miami's in disarray as a program. Alabama bounces back, beats Mississippi State, even though they're on the road, covers the 17.5-point spread. College football, how good is this year? been. Just unbelievable. Build your parlay bet any way you like with spreads, money lines, over and unders. Pick two out of three. FanDuel Sportsbook, easy to use. There's live betting. It's easy to place your bet faster in a game if you see a trend you like. Fast withdrawals when you win. FanDuel pays your winnings in as little as 24 hours. There's odds, boosts, and specials. Are you new to the FanDuel Sportsbook? Sign up today. The promotes code's Colin to receive a risk-free bet up to a thousand bucks. Promo code Colin so they know I sent you. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. Max bonus 10 bucks plus 400 final price or longer required. 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia, or West Virginia. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. Max refund 10 bucks. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbookfanduel.com. Same game parlay available for multiple sports in all states on mobile slash web. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Jersey, and Virginia. Or call 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. Tennessee red line is 1-800-889-9789 or go to 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. 
That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. eBay Motors is here for the ride. You know what I remember about my first car? Is that the moment I got it, I wanted to improve it. Because like most 16-year-old kids, you don't exactly get a luxury automobile. So you look at it, you go, well, I need to add some speakers. I need to tint out the windows. I need to make this thing the coolest car possible so I can cruise around town with all my buddies, waving at the babes, and enjoy myself. So my favorite part of car culture when I was young was definitely the subwoofers in the back of the car. And uh, we built the boxes from scratch, had multiple 12-inch subs, and you could hear me coming from a long, long way away. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. They help you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Did you know 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites? LinkedIn's the only one I use. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Next story, Adam Schefter. Sometimes if you're on the social media streets, especially Twitter, it's where the big J's, the journalists, hang out. And uh, they, they clearly are a big group think. They all think alike somehow, even though this profession of people from all over the place, all different walks of life, all different states, they all think the same. I, I don't know what they teach you in journalism school. Clearly not what I learned where I went to school. It's not, I guess we learned something different at business school. But Adam Schefter, who, you know, part of the Washington football leaks, got John Gruden, got Schefter, nothing about Dan Snyder. Pretty incredible how that worked out. He had sent an email to Bruce Allen, the former president, and and asked him to basically edit it and said, hey, I'm writing this story on the lockout. Could you look at this and edit it? And and he dropped the line, clearly being sarcastic, Mr. Editor. And everyone freaked out. You cannot do this. Listen, I've known Adam for over a decade. He is the top dog in the industry for a reason. He's outworked everyone in his competition, outworked every single person. He is the best in the business by a mile. This is also, they're not covering economic policy. This is not about COVID vaccine mandates. This is about the NFL. 
This is all fun. It's all fun and games. Now, it's a big billion-dollar industry, and a lot of people work in it in several different fashions, but it does not have ramifications worldwide. Hell, even you know, countrywide. This is not ultimately that big a deal. He didn't send the Biden administration uh, an article and go, hey, could you edit this? This is football. And all the big J journals are trying to crush Schefter. Well, listen, as someone who sits on the other side and is just a consumer of all this stuff, who's not a newsbreaker, who really is profession is just to give his opinions on the news. I don't give a shit how you get the news. Just get me the news and then let me react. Or if I'm a fan, let me think about it. I do not care. And let's face it, these journalistic integrity, uh, the old school ways to go about getting your information, those died a long time ago. We all have televisions and we all turn on TV and go on the internet. It's over. Nobody cares. And so simply like, just get me the information. It does not matter. So it was a classic internet controversy with only, you know, blue check marks and people in the media freaking out. I don't think any fan cares. Schefter and part of the way business works, anyone listening to this doing a deal, like you do whatever it takes to get the deal. Legally, right? You you know, when you want to get someone's business, you send them a bottle of wine. You take them to a game. That's how the real world works. Part of the reason Schefter, and I would put Woj under this category as well, have are so good at their jobs in the breaking news industry is because their relationships are elite. As someone now whose life is predicated on advertising, and in one of my other podcasts, I'm in charge of landing that advertising. And we have spent years cultivating relationships. That's what it takes. And sometimes there's a little, you got to give a little something to get a little something back. Welcome to the real world. So every single journalist I saw getting mad at it, maybe you should start doing some of this. Maybe you should follow his lead. Because where I come from, when I see someone more successful than me doing something, I go, I'm going to try that. That's what I should try. And then the other story with Schefter came out that the Caesars Palace is going to try to sign him. His contract's up next year at ESPN. They're going to go after him. And as someone who's now been in the digital space for probably like a half decade, uh, out of terrestrial radio, I don't do any television anymore. I'm all, it's all podcasts and YouTube. It's where I make all my money. And listen, I'm fortunate enough, I've never made more money. Business is going really well and I plan on it to keep going well. I promise you this. The change that we saw over the last decade, starting in like 10 to to like 2020, right? Cord cutting, streaming, podcast. It's still a relatively small share. But I would imagine if you just ask most people, especially young people, you'd be like, the game has changed. We're never going back. I don't, I, I think we're in the infancy of the start of everything. We haven't even gotten close to where we're going. And I would like ESPN. It used to be a really big deal. Like, damn, I remember meeting someone either when I was in the NFL or even before that, when I was in college, like this guy works at ESPN. That was a really big deal. 15, 10 years ago. It no longer is. It does not matter. You don't need these huge conglomerates, everyone to find you. It's like, Adam, if you own your Twitter account and your Instagram account, I know the Twitter account has like 7.5 million people. The Instagram account surely has millions. Go wherever you want. Create a YouTube page. You'd have a million subscribers like that. Everyone would come to you for the news. You don't need, ESPN needs you. You don't need them. And as someone who's kind of in the space somewhat, I hope that happens. I love chaos 
in the business. I like seeing disruption. So I, I don't think this story was just leaked randomly. I think it'll be possible. And here's the other thing. Caesars, to them, why wouldn't you pay them $15 million a year to break NFL news, to make whatever you have, whatever property you have pushing this gambling, it's a place, it's a nonstop shop. Come to Schefter for the information and then place your bet. Another story I saw, which I've been talking about this for a while, is the We Want Caleb that happened at Oklahoma. Uh, I guess it would have been two or three weeks ago, and they chanted it. And then last week, the Texas-Oklahoma game, they benched Spencer Rattler. And they put in uh, Caleb, the backup quarterback, who's now, it looks like, the starting quarterback, who's a five-star guy, Texan with Oklahoma. So this guy's elite. I heard Dilford talk about it on Rosillo's podcast. Like, this dude's the real deal. Like, he's got a chance. Sometimes we get ahead of ourselves when we say this to be like the number one overall pick because... I would have said at once upon a time that Hackenberg would have been the number one pick. I would have said that Rosen after his freshman year would be the number one pick. I would have said last year against Notre Dame, DJ Ungalale would have been the number one pick, and now he stinks. So, you know, clearly this guy has a lot of talent. And if it all goes well, Lincoln Riley under his watch, things usually do, he could go really high. Well, the thing I always say that I, I miss most going to a smaller school is that Oklahoma, Texas, Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, they treat it like the NFL. And Lincoln Riley would not tell anyone who his starting quarterback is going to be. And everyone's freaking out because he also cut off all the media with his players. And media people, like I talk about Shepard, get very sensitive to this stuff. But when you really look at it, like I would agree if this is pro football and something like that happened, even though it can't because the league mandates it for a reason, it's good for business. It would be, I, I would freak out too. I'd be like, this is low level. But this is college. And I understand the NIL now is taking place and a guy like Spencer Rattler makes money. But uh, Spencer Rattler just turned 21 years old. And it's not an envious position to be in. When you're anointed a star, they start chanting for your backup, and then essentially you get benched. Like, that sucks. That's not that fun. So I understand Lincoln Riley out of respect for his other younger players. Like, I'm not going to come in here and just throw everyone under the bus even if I don't even like this player anymore. We are in college. This is not the pros. In the pros, I draft you. I sign you. I cut you. In college, you commit to me. You choose me. Like, if you don't want to go to Oklahoma, you can go to Texas, Ohio State, right? Or Georgia or Florida. I need you to want to come here. I need to be viewed as a player-friendly place. Say what you want about Nick Saban. His player for the last decade consistently sing his praises when they leave consistently and a lot of those guys because of the talent on the roster it's not like most of them some of them do but a large percentage of them have to wait their turn and then when they wait their turn and play they do well but it is not an easy place to play and it is not a place because of the amount of talent they have on the field that guarantees you any playing time but a lot of guys in Alabama at least I mean, I guess some diehard college football players or, I mean, fans would know. It doesn't feel like that many guys transfer. Obviously, a quarterback, and Jalen did a couple years ago, but even he takes a lot of pride in still defending Alabama and Nick Saban. Like, they left on really good terms. Spencer Rattler will transfer when the season ends. And whether he goes to Arizona State, whether he goes pro, who knows, because he's from Arizona. Or Arizona University of Arizona, if I was Jed Fish, I'd be all over him. But it's over. But Lincoln Riley is not going to handle this like he's Bill Parcells because that's not the industry he's in. He's in an industry that needs to be pro player. So Caleb will start. 
He is going to be the starting quarterback, not just for the end of this season if he stays healthy, for the foreseeable future because he's a true freshman. It's over for Spencer Rattler. But I do understand where Lincoln is coming from because he can't just be like, oh, Caleb's our starter now. Screw Spencer Rattler. What, what do you think like the 17-year-old kid that's committed to Oklahoma right now would think? Like, what if that happens to me? He's just going to throw me under the bus? So I, I think people can overreact to college. And we could say all we want. Well, these guys are getting paid now. It's part of the deal. Yeah, that's that's the business's you know, choice to give. You know, if you own some restaurant or a car dealership and you want to give Spencer Rattler 200 grand, that's on you. I say it all the time. If I was a company in one of these big college towns I, and I was buddies with a Lincoln Riley, with a Nick Saban, with a Kirby Smart, and I wanted to be involved in NIL, I'd say, listen, let's say I had a million dollars to give every year. I have no problem, coach, giving you this money. I'm going to invest it in the program no matter what. But I will not give it to recruits. Because I have no clue if these guys coming in are going to be any good or not. Now, if you want to, if you want me to pay, you know, to be, and, and they advertise for us, your star defensive end, your star wide receiver, your star quarterback that I know is a legitimate pro prospect who's already earned his keep on the field. Oh, so I, you got my money. But under no circumstances am I paying a penny for a guy that I've never seen play at the college level. Not doing it, you know? So that I, I think that is going to be an element in the NIL that's really going to advance for anyone that has a clue what to do with their money. Let's just fly around really quick on some NFL games. Uh, it's kind of a weird slate. The bye weeks are starting now, so some teams are off. So there's not as many games. Uh, but let's start Packers at Bears. Chicago's won a couple games, and they kind of took it to the Raiders last week. Now, was that a hangover over Gruden's comments of Demoria Smith? Maybe, but also their offensive line is a pretty big question mark. And Khalil Mack, and I said this probably at the start of the season, I wanted to see the Khalil Mack that the Bears traded two first-round picks and gave $90 million to. Well, the last couple weeks, I've seen that guy kicking ass and taking names. And if you get that level of player against a Packer offense who is still missing offensive linemen, I would love for this just to be a game. Now, I'm not confident that the Bears can hang with them, even though the game's in Soldier Field. Aaron, Devontae, those running backs, it just feels like it's going to be too much. Last week, they won a game where they threw for 119 yards. Justin Fields threw for 111. Andy Dalton threw for 8. 119 yards. Under no circumstances are you beating the Packers throwing for 119 yards. But can they get to 200 and play really good defense? Maybe turn Aaron over and give themselves a chance? That would be like, listen, Nagy has quieted the skeptics, right? Just winning a couple games, fields kind of getting some mojo. You beat the Packers, we'd go from, not not we, but people acting like he was going to get fired on the hot seat to like, is he going to get an extension? Chiefs at the football team. Sean Taylor, Jersey retirement. Uh, Chiefs are, you know, listen, two and three for them is like Alabama losing a game. It is an eye-opening thing to look at. Like, I had to do a double take. I, I knew they were struggling, but when you see the record two and three, do you can you close your eyes and envision through six games the Chief, with Patrick Mahomes? I don't care if me, you, and eight and you know nine other people that we pick out of uh, a random park are playing defense for the Chiefs. I cannot see the Kansas City Chiefs losing you know back to back games given the circumstances they're in. I like the Chiefs in this spot. I like Mahomes to bounce back. I like Coach Reed to figure it out. The football team's defense, you know, Del Rio Rivera has not been very good. And I just don't trust Heineke in a big spot. I I just don't. Minnesota at Carolina. 
listen, I'm a bullish Sam Darnold guy. I would have drafted him in the top five when he came out. I thought the Jets hit a home run when they drafted him. I thought he was going to be a star. It has not gone well. Now, those first couple weeks, it looked good. Here's the problem. When they traded for Sam Darnold, I think they were hoping that he would turn into like a top 12 guy. They would extend and they'd have their quarterback, you know, for at minimum four or five years just to figure it out. Well, the last couple weeks, if if you're a quarterback and I go, well, he's really good when Christian McCaffrey plays, but I take Christian McCaffrey away and you just become an average guy, that would concern me. Now, obviously, any player, whether it was Tom Brady, Dan Marino, or Sam Darnold, they would be better with Christian McCaffrey than without Christian McCaffrey because of how good he is in the passing game and just how great of a player he is. Anytime you have a great player, you know, Troy Aikman was a better NFL quarterback because he had Emmitt Smith. Steve Young was a better NFL quarterback early in his career, you know, when he started starting because he had Ricky Waters like and, and William Floyd. Like, it helps to have good running backs. But you shouldn't just become a dud once that guy disappears. And that's what he kind of looked like against the Eagles. He shouldn't look like Jalen Hurts' equal. You know, Jalen was a controversial second-round pick. Sam was the third pick in the draft. Now he's got Joe Brady. Now he has a ton of talent on offense. And it did not go well. Now, Minnesota has to be the weirdest team in the league. Even last week, they struggled to beat the Lions. It took 37 seconds. They needed both timeouts to get a game-winning field goal. They have way too much talent on offense. Jefferson is a superstar. Thielen is a stud. Even if Dalvin Cook is banged up, Madison is a fantastic, you know, backup. Cousins, you know, I, you know, obviously didn't play as well against the Lions, but he's a better quarterback than Sam Darnold. You, you would think Minnesota would take care of business here. This, this probably the best matchup of the weekend. Chargers at the Ravens. I mean, two. I'm going to start calling them the core four: Mahomes, Allen, Herbert, Lamar. They are four of the best young players in the league, four of the best quarterbacks in the league, four of the most likable players in the league, four of the higher character guys in the league, four of the more beloved guys by their teammates in the league. I, I can't like all four of these guys enough. And Lamar and Allen were guys that I never would have touched coming out in the draft. I was wrong. And I've easily come around on both. Massive fan. Lamar, watching that game the other day, uh, after the fact, it was remarkable. I mean, 37 of 43 for 450 yards. Game-winning touchdown drive in overtime when they were kind of getting their ass kicked. He is an absolute stud. So I, I just, I'll be glued to my TV. Herbert Lamar. This is, now the question is going to be for the Ravens coming off a big emotional win. Monday night football, shorter week. Now they don't have to travel. They were at home. This game's at home. Chargers, long flight, three-hour time difference. But I, I, to me, this is a coin flip game. Uh, I, I think Herbert right now, those two wide receivers, it is stupid. You know, listen, it's awesome having like a Deshaun Jackson type, you know, a Hollywood Brown type. I, I love speed guys. Rugs, what he's doing with Derek. I, I, I'm a sucker for speed. I, I have I've I, I am a big sucker for the big guys that have enormous catching radiuses, even if they're not that fast. Like Mike Williams and Keenan Allen right now are unstoppable players. Keenan Allen's probably the second best wide receiver behind Devontae Adams, who to me clearly is the top dog. But even Devontae, like Devontae is a good example of that. He's not like some 4-3 guy, but it's, I'm going to get open every single play, and I don't care if you put one guy over me. I don't care if you put two guys over me. I don't care if the whole stadium knows I'm getting the ball. I'm catching it. And that's kind of the vibe that Keenan and Mike Williams have. And I also got to give Hollywood Brown credit. He has resurrected his career. He looks fantastic. Uh, cards at the Browns. This game is just... 
you know, the Cards are 5-0. and They're kind of playing with house money. It would be insane if they went 6-0. and Back-to-back wins. Really, three straight wins, right? Rams, Niners, Browns. That's a pretty damn good stretch. Kyler's banged up. Bosa fell on him last week. Uh, you know, Baker's, I wouldn't say his back's against the wall, but I just think people are going, you know, is he quite as good as we thought he was? And the answer is no. Like, they're a run game-oriented squad. They have the best one-two combination in the league. Nick Chubb looked incredible against the chart. I mean, Nick, he is. He's awesome. And Kareem Hunt is easily the best backup running back in the league. Uh, I, I, I would think that Miles Garrett would have a field day against this uh, Cardinals team, kind of like the uh, the Browns in this spot, I guess. Uh, it just is a winner, not necessarily with the spread, but that's that's a fantastic game. And then Cowboys, Pats. Uh, I mean, is Dallas really just going to just keep rattling off wins? Are we going to look up and Dallas is going to be like 13-4? and four? And Dak's going to be a legitimate MVP candidate. And then we're going to be talking extension with Mike McCarthy. Because it does kind of feel like that's the you know the the path we're on. And, and, and this guy's pretty polarizing, right? Like Mac Jones' p- completion percentage looks good. His, his stats look okay. But when you watch him, you go, uh, I don't know. And then the defense is they're missing a bunch of offensive linemen. He has no time. This is this, you know, if the Cowboys are the real deal, and I, I mean, I think they might be. They go into New England, they win this game by 10. Now, Belichick, he's always got a curveball. Um, this, to me, is a, is a must-keep-an-eye-on-come Sunday. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. eBay Motors is here for the ride. You know what I remember about my first car? Is that the moment I got it, I wanted to improve it. Because like most 16-year-old kids, you don't exactly get a luxury automobile. So you look at it, you go, well, I need to add some speakers. I need to tint out the windows. I need to make this thing the coolest car possible so I can cruise around town with all my buddies, waving at the babes, and enjoy myself. So my favorite part of car culture when I was young was definitely the subwoofers in the back of the car. And uh, we built the boxes from scratch had multiple 12-inch subs, and you could hear me coming from a long, long way away. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, 
Exclusions apply. Sometimes it's a struggle between buying what you want over buying what you need. But with the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can do both. You earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you can earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like those new golf clubs you've been eyeing, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a divot repair tool for after you've torn up your lawn. Let's try that again. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like workout equipment for your home, and then earn 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller to soothe your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the active cash credit card. It's ready when you are. With unlimited 2% cash rewards, the Wells Fargo active cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. eBay Motors is here for the ride. You know what I remember about my first car? Is that the moment I got it, I wanted to improve it. Because like most 16-year-old kids, you don't exactly get a luxury automobile. So you look at it, you go, well, I need to add some speakers. I need to tint out the windows. I need to make this thing the coolest car possible so I can cruise around town with all my buddies, waving at the babes, and enjoy myself. So my favorite part of car culture when I was young was definitely the subwoofers in the back of the car. And uh, we built the boxes from scratch, had multiple 12-inch subs, and you could hear me coming from a long, long way away. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Sometimes it's a struggle between buying what you want over buying what you need. But with the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can do both. You earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. 
That means you can earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like those new golf clubs you've been eyeing, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a divot repair tool for after you've torn up your lawn. Let's try that again. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like workout equipment for your home, and then earn 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller to soothe your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the active cash credit card. It's ready when you are. With unlimited 2% cash rewards, the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. Okay, back again with uh, a man who was scolding hot and got derailed a little bit by some bad luck in a Cincinnati Green Bay game, but he's 9-5-1 on the season. Little three for the money. He's known as Stucky. He's a, he's a sharp in my eyes. And he's also, you can find him on Thursday, the Action Network podcast, talking gambling every morning uh, on Thursday mornings. Uh, the podcast comes out. Stucky, what's uh, what's happening? Your Kentucky Wildcats, big win. I mean, they're riding high. Yeah, we might be uh, coming back down to uh, Earth this Saturday, but it's nice while it lasts. And you never know. You have... You have a hope. You have at least hope. It's still a football game played with an oblong ball, so Kentucky's going to need uh, a lot of bounces on Saturday in Athens. But uh, all you can ask for is a shot. So yeah, it's exciting here. You beat you beat Florida and LSU back to back weeks. You're you're cooking with house money, right? Yep. Yeah. It's all it's all house money now. Okay. Let's uh, let's dive into the National Football League, and let's start with. Uh, pretty sure they're the only undefeated team in the league, in the Arizona Cardinals, going to Cleveland, who just had a devastating uh, loss at, I almost said the Charger, or at the at San Diego, but in L.A. Uh, Arizona, I, I, I like the Cardinals. You're getting three points on the road at, at Cleveland. How about you? No, I'm, I'm going with the Browns here. I got some two and a half early in the week. I still like it at three, up to three. There's, look, I, this week I'm, we're going to talk about two more. Fading... Three teams on the road that I think are just getting too much love in the market. I mean, if you look at this Cardinals team, you know, week one, I talked about the Titans. I thought that they were going through some things offensively, a lot of changes. I loved Arizona in that game. I didn't really take too much away from it. Then they go to Jacksonville. You know, they're down nine late in the third quarter. They beat Minnesota because Minnesota misses a chip shot field goal. Super impressive win against the Rams. All the credit to Arizona. But that's just one game. Last week, they get outplayed at home by a undermanned San Fran team playing a rookie quarterback making his first start. And they were the better team statistically in almost every measure. So I don't – this Arizona team's kind of – they're good, but it's fool's gold at 5-0. and The team that really could have – I think has would have a better shot or better argument at 5-0 and is the Browns. I mean, their only two losses are on the road to the Chiefs and Chargers. The Chiefs, they were up double digits in the second half. They botched that punt. Chargers are up double digits in the second half. And the Chargers go like six of six on fourth down. They have that bad P.I. call. So the the Browns have been super impressive here. And I just think this is a really good matchup for Cleveland against a really suspect Arizona run defense that has just been struggling to defend the run once again this year. And when you look at some of the – 
other factors. Uh, take a look at the Cleveland weather report. Looks like 20 to 30 mile an hour winds could be a wind game. That is just extremely beneficial to the Browns who, you know, lead the league in yards per carry and have two of the most dynamic backs in the NFL against a bad run defense. Kyler Murray also dealing with a little bit of a shoulder issue last week. So I'm not sure how much that's going to linger or affect him this week, but it could. And, you know, you have some wind as well. Brown's defense playing really well, but I think that their front is going to control this game. No Chandler Jones for Arizona as well. So when Baker Mayfield does have to throw, doesn't have to worry about his pass rushing ability. Uh, So I, I think Cleveland gets this done on the ground and Arizona finally doesn't, you know, steal one of these wins. Okay, I think you convinced me because you're right. You can run on Arizona, and holy moly, Chubb last week. I mean, he looks right now the best running back in the Unreal. league. And, and Kareem Hunt is – I mean, they easily have the best one-two punch. So, uh, I, I think you convinced me there. Okay, Dallas. I'll also take that staff. I'll also take the Cleveland staff any day of the week over Arizona's. And the one Don't thing that throws that. off – I just historically, and this is what the Niners did, even though they lost that game – is when you're physical with the air raid up front. Miles Garrett's the type guy that you can just throw off. I mean, Nick Bosa was all over Kyler last week. Uh, And and the thing is that makes Kyler so special is he doesn't, you know, he doesn't take a lot of hits when he runs like Lamar or like you saw last week with Trey Lance, he slides. But if you can catch him behind in the when he's throwing in the pocket, last year that's where Seattle got him. He's so small and these you know, Miles Garrett is, you know, a complete freakazoid. Just a sack of Kyler. He gets up sometimes, and you can tell last week, all of a sudden he gets thrown to the ground, and he wasn't the same the rest of the game. So that's, that's to me, something to keep an eye on, too, just big picture with Arizona, because if he gets thrown off, if he goes to you know from 100% to, let's say, 75 80%, that is trouble for them, right? Yeah, yeah, and Joe Woods, the uh, defense coordinator of the Browns, so I'm a big fan of. He's Niner familiar guy. with yeah. Tyler. You know, he was at he was with the Niners in 2019, defensive backs coach, passing game coordinator. So that familiarity there, I think, can pay off here. So yeah, I think the Browns get it done at home. Okay, Dallas at New England. I I'd take New England here, basically just because it feels like everyone will bet Dallas. New England squeaks out a win on the road against Houston. I think people, you know, the masses are going to just think New England's average, which hell they might be, but. Uh, tough environment. Patriots, you know, aren't dead yet, right, at two and three. So uh, who, who do you like in this game? Yeah, I like the Patriots down to three and a half, anything plus three and a half, plus four. I think the Cowboys are getting a little bit too much love here in the market. I think this line should be under a field goal. Look, their offense is excellent, no matter how you slice it. But the defense is really benefiting from turnovers, and I don't think that they can sustain that level of uh, – I think they're – they lead the NFL in takeaways and just their second in EPA per turnover, second in EPA per per net turnover. It's a defense that – and you go think back to that Tampa game. It's not like they were forcing these turnovers. These were balls that were popping into their hands, and that's what kept that game close. This is still a really suspect defense. I mean, Diggs is playing out of his mind at corner, and you have to love the addition of Parsons, but you can still run on this team. They're still not getting a ton of pressure, which is important for Jones when he does need to throw – you know, he's going to have time and it can, this game will slow down for him. It's important when you're looking at trying to better rookie quarterback. I think New England can control the line of scrimmage here, establish a running game against Dallas's run defense. And uh, this, these are games that Bill Belichick just covers. I mean, he's 28-13-2 against the spread 
as an underdog since 2003, covering by an average of six points per game. That's just under 69%. Home underdog. A lot of Tom Brady there, though. That's true. Home underdog. I mean, but look, home underdog since 2015 and four against the spread, 12 outright wins. We saw it against Tom Brady and uh, a Bucks team, you know, true. a couple weeks ago. Tampa, I mean, excuse me, uh, New England was seven point underdogs and they almost won that game, if not for a questionable field goal decision late. So, uh, you know, I think that there's a big coaching edge here. Special teams, don't be surprised if New England gains an edge in special teams here with a big player too. But mainly I think that Dallas is just a little bit overvalued after four straight wins, three of which came at home, by the way. So now they're, you know, they had three straight at home. Now they're traveling to New England. Uh, I think the Patriots find a way here to at least make this a field goal game. Wouldn't be surprised if they pull off this mini upset. The, the, the only thing that would make me nervous here with New England, Stucky, would be clearly they are not, you know, and that Tampa game is a good example, right? They kept in the teens. They, they lost 19 to 17 and they were in it right till the end. Four of New England or four of Dallas's five games Obviously, that week one loss, they scored 29. And then the last three weeks, 41, 36, 44. Like, Dallas can score. I mean, obviously, for Dallas to win, or I mean, for Dallas to lose this game in New England, Belichick, you know, probably a 19 to low 20s type range. Like, they're not going to win if if Dallas gets in the high 20s, early 30s, right? So, they, they're just going to have to come down to kind of ugly, muddy it up. Yeah, I mean, Matt, Matt, Matt Jones is going to have to make a couple of plays here because Dak and that offense are, are going to score. I mean, I don't think you can expect to hold this Dallas offense under 20 points. Uh, but this Dallas defense, as I said, it's just if you look at some of the underlying metrics, I, you know, they're not going to keep getting picks. There's still some holes here. So I think there's going to be some opportunities for New England and Mac Jones to score. So I think New England bounces back from last week's uh, poor showing. I mean, it was an awful spot. It was after that Tampa game with Dallas on deck. So I think Bill will have them focused here. In October, this is Belichick's yeah. month. I mean, I call him October Bill. He's 68, uh, let me see, 68% against the spread in October. And he's only, I think, 57, still great, 57% combined in all other months. September, the Patriots, even with Brady, they would always work on some things, trying to figure out some things over the first four or five games, and then they kind of find themselves and get rolling. Um, so, I, you know, backing Bill Belichick as a home dog in October, you could do worse things with your money. Okay, uh, <clears throat> I have a gambling philosophy that anytime a team off a Monday night, either a big win or a big loss, it's that's a huge emotional toll, and then it's a short week. Even if you're playing at home, and then the next week's at home, I just... You know, if the team that you're playing the following week is also good, I'm just going to gamble on that team. Now, I don't know if that if the numbers bear that out, but Chargers this week at the Ravens, obviously incredible win for them, right? Monday night, uh, the emotional high, and they've had several of those this year so far. Kind of feel like they just, you know, eventually just going to run out of juice in the game, even though I like the Ravens. Chargers, I, I whether it's two and a half or three, whatever you, book you're looking at, I, I like the Chargers, you know, getting some points this week on the road. How about you? Yeah, I'm going to disagree with you here. Um, look, I, I'm a uh, I'm a Ravens fan. They're my most successful team. I bet on. I rarely bet on. I've only bet on them once this year against the Chiefs. And I was watching that game. They're going to make the playoffs, and I'm a better first. Yeah. I was saying, I hope they lose this game. Um, and and then it'll you know John Harbaugh that you know after a loss at home against a four and one Chargers team, 
they wouldn't have spent all that energy. So I, I get your point um, that I think it would have been better if they actually lost that game. So maybe, you know, they, they spent a lot of energy. Their defense, it's a short week. But Harbaugh is generally, you know, he's one of the better coaches in the league and he's good at getting his team back up for this game. They will be at home at least with a, a, what I expect to be a pretty raucous crowd. I just think the Chargers are getting a little bit too much love here after what they've done. Look, Justin Herbert is incredible. He's turning into one of the most elite quarterbacks in the NFL. But this Chargers offense, I don't think that they can sustain what they are doing. On third downs, I mean, it is – you look at some of their underlying metrics on third downs. You just watched that game last week. It was third and 10, third and nine, third and eight. I didn't even get to fourth downs yet. Fourth downs, they're eight for eight if you remove a fake punt on the season with an average yards to go of six and a half. The, their opponents are only three of eight with an average yards to go of three. I mean, these are game-changing drives. You get a fourth down here or there. I mean, the, the difference in those are is just massive, and they, they're flipping games around, as we saw against the Browns last week. And if you look at some of the underlying metrics, early downs are a little more predictive than third downs. Early downs, Ravens offense number one in the league in EPA per play. Chargers bottom 10. Ravens on third down, a little more luck involved and a lot more variance. Ravens are dead last in the league on third down, success rate, EPA per play. Chargers are obviously right at the top. And fourth down, the same thing. So I think this Ravens offense actually has some positive regression coming its way on third down. And the opposite is true for the Chargers. And I think this is, look, the Ravens have been killing teams on early downs by throwing the ball. Everyone's selling out to run it. The Chargers kind of let you run. They, they, they kind of, they're playing back. They're not giving up anything deep. And I think that you're going to see the vintage Ravens rushing attack come back here because the Chargers run defense. They do invite you to run, but it's also awful. They're linebackers, they're defensive linemen, very underwhelming group. So I think the Ravens can really get going on the ground here. I think you're getting them cheap. I mean, before the season, this the projected line for this game, the look at line was Ravens minus six. And I think everyone is really enamored, and rightfully so in some aspects, with what Herbert has done. I'm just not sure this Chargers team could sustain all of this third down and fourth down success uh, throughout the season. That regression monster looms. So if you can get the Ravens under two and under three, uh, I do like them. And one last point, enormous, enormous special teams advantage here. I mean, I have the Ravens ranked number one in the league in special teams as they usually are every year by a decent margin. I have the Chargers ranked 32nd, dead last, by a wide margin. They don't have a kicker. And now you're going uh, – can, 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 Herbert, can Herbert kick? Yeah, their kicker couldn't kick in college. Or he's on the team for kickoffs. I don't know why they don't have a – they couldn't find anyone else. He was 60% in college, couldn't make extra points in college. And now you're going against the – and then the Ravens obviously have the greatest kicker in NFL history, do everything well in special teams. So that is a – it, not a lot of people are going to look at that aspect of this game, but there's an enormous special teams edge in this game for the Ravens, and that could make all the difference in the world on the spread of two and a half. Okay, Stucky, uh, thanks for joining me, and uh, have a great weekend. Absolutely. Good luck. Okay, let's go Middlecoff Mailbag. At John Middlecoff is the Instagram. At John Middlecoff Instagram. Slide up into those DMs and get your answer Get your question answered here on the show. What's up, my brother? Question for the pod. With the safety play opposite of Matthew being absurdly, absolutely, not absurdly, but absurdly probably works too, 
putrid up until this point, should the Chiefs seriously consider bringing in Earl Thomas to sure up the back end? I understand he's been out of the game for a minute, but they didn't stop them from bringing in Flash Gordon, and you could argue they have one of the best cultures to do so. Am I, am I way off, or should we expect some activity toward the trading deadline? Uh, I, I would say they are not going to bring in Earl Thomas. I mean, he had like uh, freaked out with the Ravens. Harbaugh is, you know, worked for Andy, so that they would have the intel there. I, I, I don't think that's an option. Now, you could argue if you're going to get Flash Gordon, Josh Gordon, why not sign Earl Thomas? Because let's face it, Sorenston is an awful NFL football player right now in terms of defense. Maybe he's good on special teams still. He cannot cover. He cannot operate in space. And he can't make open field tackles. <clears throat> so he's an enormous liability. There was some pictures going around the, the interweb of these views of the honey badger, you know, closer to the line of scrimmage. And then these deep plays happening where Sorensen is not even close to the receiver catching the ball and Honey Badger's throwing up his hands, which I can understand. You know, it's just a tough spot. They're only playing, they don't have anyone else. You know, it's just, it's a difficult spot to be in. I, I don't think there's an easy answer to it. The, the key, most teams do not have Ronnie Lott. Most teams do not have Ed Reed back there. So the key to avoiding questionable defensive back play is having a good pass rush. Well, here's the problem. Like last week, Chris Jones didn't play. Frank Clark's been in and out of the lineup. When they won the Super Bowl, those two dudes dominated. Frank Clark, Chris Jones. And when you have two elite defensive linemen, like those guys were playing a couple years ago, your other rotating guys in and out look a lot better. <coughs> it, it just makes your t it makes those guys' job so much easier when both those guys are getting multiple offensive linemen Worth of like a focus from the scheme. Uh, love the show. Want to ask you what you think of Cordero Patterson's season this year. He's going off. Do you think it's a fluke or is that Arthur Smith has been one of the first to figure to use him properly? I think he's been good for years. I think the knock on Patterson has been with the teams that have had him of people that I know there is it's hard for him to learn offenses. But if you give him specific plays with the ball in his hands, his playmaking ability is elite. I mean, he's an, a, a special athlete. He has natural instincts to make guys miss, his speed. He is just a playmaker. The hard part is how do you use him? Now, full disclosure, I have watched under 30 Atlanta Falcon snaps, and I don't plan on watching many. But Arthur Smith is really good, and he's really shown these last couple years you get him playmakers, he finds out how to use them. And that's the number one goal of a coach. So if some guys struggle learning an offense, some guys struggle at doing certain things, you avoid those at all possible. And so clearly, Arthur Smith is fantastic at using, you know, different making players. Love the pot. Watching Lamar overcome adversity and lead his team to a win brings me such high hopes of what the 49ers can be with a mobile quarterback that can throw and move. So my question is, do you think the 49ers should try incorporating an offense similar to the Ravens so that when the time comes, Trey Lance can thrive and we can get the most out of him? Once again, love the pod, longtime listener. I would say no. Uh, I would implement parts of it. Lamar Jackson is a far superior open field runner than 
than Trey Lance. He is much faster. He's much more explosive. He's much more elusive. Lamar Jackson is like Barry Sanders of quarterbacks. You put him in a phone booth, he could make multiple tackles miss. Trey Lance tried to make guys miss. That did not happen. Trey Lance is much more like a Cam Newton. I would implement more of the Cam Newton, uh, you know, some of the offenses they ran when he was in Carolina and try to, you know, hit big plays and use him as a power runner. Now, here's the other thing. I'm pretty sure Lamar Jackson has never missed a game because of injury. He's missed games because the cramp when he got pulled out of the Monday Night Football game. He missed games because of the coronavirus, but he's he doesn't get banged up. I think the one time he did get banged up this year is because self-inflicted when he did the flip. Trey Lance played one, one start, sprained his knee, which is a little fishy. I don't remember watching him limp, but I do think it would be conspiracy theorist, John. It would be difficult to fake an injury and have the quarterback agree with you without getting out with the agent. So I, I, I do acknowledge that. Uh, how does an NFL organization go about telling a player to improve on specific things about their game? The example you talked about is Trey Lance's delivery. Does the organization tell the player to go to a specific coach or a gym? Does the organization tell the player to come into the building during the offseason and work on specific parts of their game? Continuing on the quarterback concept, why don't NFL teams have throwing mechanic gurus on their staff? With the 49ers, it would have been a great investment for their team to hire a throwing coach knowing that Trey Lance needs to clean up, clean up his mechanics. Almost like a shooting coach with basketball. Well, I think the reason you pay Kyle Shanahan 10 to $12 million a year is because he can do that. Like, he is the quarterback coach. So, my quarterback guru, like, if you go to Andy Reid or Sean Payton, I expect those guys to do it. And you know what happens? They usually do. So, to me, it's on Kyle Shanahan to fix that. That's on him. Like, he has to be able to coach up that position. And I, I would say on something like throwing mechanics, it, it's not something you can do overnight. So once you get in the season, there's no changing. It's like once you get out on the golf course, there's no changing your swing. And during the week, you're implementing the game plan. So you're not going to change his motion till the offseason. Now, I'm not a quarterback coach, but I, I, I would imagine that is the number one offseason focus for him. Now, the 49ers, for example, have John Beck, who played for Kyle who's a BYU guy, who trains guys in this offense. I would use him in the time when it's not allowed to work with your quarterback, February, March, April. He's working on the mechanics. And then when he comes back to me for OTAs, we start doubling down on that. It is an off-season project. Now, if I need guys to work on specific things, little things, route running, catching the ball, footwork, pass pro sets, we're hammering that home in practice. We can work on that stuff during practice. So I, I think you show them on the video, you you coach them up on the board, and then you coach them up on the field, and you just do that relentlessly. So if Trey Lance, you know, let's say like his first game, he wasn't seeing it that well, his progressions, like you can work on that through the season, right? That's what a coach does. There is a balance with young players. I saw Kyle Shanahan mentioned that this week. Aaron Banks, they took him in the second round. Uh, guard from Notre Dame, who, questionable pick, because I don't think he's a scheme fit. But one thing Kyle said is, he's not been active for any games. They use him as a starting guard for the scout team. And his reps in the scout team, he was saying, are very valuable. It gets him in shape. It keeps him, you know, learn the offense, because a lot of teams that they play run zone concepts. And he, he was saying it's a big value for him to improve. So you can improve, you know, little things, 
in practice. To me, a complete uh, change would be like changing a hitter's swing. You know, Justin Turner and some of those guys in baseball have the thing where they time. Josh Donaldson had this too, where you time the pitch with your front step. A lot of golfers change their golf swing. You don't change your golf swing during the season. That's an off-season project. And then you kind of, you hone it in because you, you, we're humans. We go back to muscle memory. And when you go back to muscle memory, you go back to what you're used to. Just listening to you talk about how hot Herbert's first 20 games are. Then classifying Allen, Mahomes, and Herbert as the faces of the league. Always smiling. I couldn't help but think about Lamar. Coming off last night in his first 20 games and taking the league by storm. Why wasn't he included in your trifecta? He is more accomplished than Allen and Herbert. His character is impeccable. Like I said, he's my core four. Is Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, and Justin Herbert. Those guys are my core four. That's my core four of young guys. Deshaun Watson with his masseuses got booted out. Until that happened, I would have included him in the group. I can't do that anymore. Until he is uh, either absolved or we get some more clarity on the situation. But those guys, no issues. Elite character. When I draft a guy, I want two things. I want elite talent, and I want elite character at quarterback. I can live with questionable characters, pass rushers, a wide receiver, as a DB. Quarterback, I need the whole fucking package. And those guys are the whole package. Now, Lamar is dramatically better today than he was four years ago. Because when he first got in the league, he was not a great passer of the football. It's where I have so much admiration for him. And anyone that's been listening to the show for a while, I was not a Lamar Jackson guy. Because I don't do inaccurate quarterbacks. I'm out. Well, he's become, he just went 37 for 43. You know, his, his accuracy is actually a point of difference now for him. So yeah, I include him in the group. Do you think John Gruden emails would have been released if he had never taken the Raiders job and stayed on Monday Night Football? I think that could have been very interesting had he stayed at ESPN and the email still got released. I don't know. I mean, I, I honestly can't answer that question. I The biggest reason I think the emails were released uh, as sad as this is, we're not because of the content. I mean, they knew the content, what the reaction was, but it was because he worked for the Raiders. I think they, and because Roger Goodell, he had called him the words that he had called him. I think Roger Goodell, my theory, was coming after him. Hate wants Mark Davis out and wanted John Gruden out. That's what I think happened. If that, if that was, again, let, let's just use this example. Let's say Pete Carroll had written those emails. I don't think they get released. I think it was because John Gruden and the Raiders. I think it was the individual. And when you put a target on your back, and listen, whether it's the money you make, whether it's just being an asshole, uh, you know, I, I think there are a lot of people that did not like John Gruden. I've never met John Gruden, never had an interaction with him. But I know for a fact, a lot of people don't like him. And when a lot of people don't like you, people are going to come after you. And the more money you make, and he ain't Jeff Bezos, right? He ain't, uh, he doesn't own anything. He's an employee. Now he's a highly paid employee, made hundreds of millions of dollars, but he answers to someone. Now, technically we all answer to someone, even if you own a business, but when you're an employee, you ain't controlling anything, especially in the NFL. For as powerful as Belichick and Andy Reid and Tom Brady and all these guys are, they work for people. There's a reason Dan Snyder, they can't touch him. He owns a team. He writes the checks. He writes the checks. His name is signed at the bottom of the check. Whether it's a $100 million check or whether it's a $100 check, he writes every single check. Now, you know, it's all digital, but you know what I mean. So yeah, I I think it was a Gruden 
You know, I mean, again, you can't write that. But if some other people had wrote that, I think we can ask ourselves, does that come out? I don't know. I don't think it does. I think it was a Gruden and a Raider thing. And I know a lot of Raider fans, even that didn't like John Gruden, feel it's unfair. Why did we get taken out? And I think it goes back to your owner. They want him gone. Think how valuable if the Oakland Raiders, excuse me, the Las Vegas Raiders were just thrown out, like the Carolina Panthers a couple years ago, David Tepper paid $2.2 billion, $2.2 billion in Charlotte. What is the Raiders franchise worth to the league in Vegas? You think they want the least powerful owner, you could argue, in all of sports, but definitely in the NFL, to run a valuable property in this, the gambling mecca of America? (laughs) An economy that's kind of booming, like that area is just going to boom? They want him gone. And whether Gruden, you know, I don't... I guess the the pushback on that theory is, I mean, it's not a theory. It's it's a fact. They want Mark Davis gone. But going after Gruden would mess with Mark. I don't really know. Like, Mark had nothing to do with this. But I, I'm pretty confident they're doing everything humanly possible to get everyone out of there. They, they want to blow it all up. They, they, want to, they want to get a hold of that franchise and place a David Tepper-like guy to run that franchise. They want to do the same thing with Dan Snyder. There are three franchises, to me, that are all worth $5 billion plus, right? If they hit the open market, they're worth $5 billion plus. The Redskins, the football team, the Raiders, and the Denver Broncos. Me personally, if you said you could pick one of those three franchises, I would 100% pick the Denver Broncos. I'd ski in the winter, I'd play a bunch of golf in the summer, and I'd live like a king. Great fan base, rich fan base, great area. Uh, you know, th- there is a toxicity with the Raiders and the football team that it would just be hard to scrub out. Now, sometimes, you know, I've seen a a bunch of mob movies. You kill someone, you throw that bleach down. There's a lot of bleach you got to throw all over those buildings. Even the, and the Raiders building's brand new. But boom, they've been there a year and a half. This already happens. You just can't shake it. It just, it's the ultimate Raider story. It's always the Raiders. It really is. And the, the the irony here is like he wasn't even a Raider when he was doing this. <laughs> hey, John, question. Was looking to start gambling online and I live in Kentucky from what I've Googled, it appears to be legal here. I've wondered if you knew if there was entirely true if I wanted to gamble through FanDuel or Fox Sports Bet. I heard Stucky on the show recently say he is in Lexington and I recently just moved north of there. Knowing he gambles, I was curious how I can start as well. You go to FanDuel.com and or download the FanDuel app and use the promo code Colin. Get your gamble on. If you live in FanDuel, right there, Lexington, Kentucky. Get it on, baby. Okay, last question. Now that Gruden is gone, it's not like Olsen is some dynamic play caller. We as Raider fans learned that in 2014. So if it were you, would you let Derek call the game from the line and the huddle? Uh, <clears throat> I I don't know. I mean, I unless you're like Rodgers or Brady or Manning, I, do I want my quarterback calling every play? Part of the reason these coaches call plays is because they watch like 75 million hours of film. So there is an advantage to having a play caller if they know what they're doing. Now, I can't speak if they call him Ole. If um, if Greg Olson, is his name Greg Olson? I think his name's first name Olson. Uh, whatever his first name is. If I just call him Ole. If he's a good play caller or not. We're going to find out. Now, their offensive line is terrible. I would mesh it. I would do things that Derek's comfortable with and I would try to influence to call some plays. 
philosophically, you know, he's worked for Dennis Allen. He's worked for Sean McVay. He's worked for John Gruden. Maybe their offense looks different. I, I don't know. I'm fascinated to see. Tough first game. Playing Denver, playing Vic Fangio. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. Especially they're coming off a couple losses too. So it, it's going to be difficult. Uh, appreciate everyone listening. I want you to have a great weekend. I want you to smile. Maybe have a few cocktails. You know, nothing wrong with a good cocktail on the weekend. It's getting a little chilly even where I'm at. And uh, I'll see you guys Monday. Exclusively on the 3 and Out podcast feed. Subscribe to that. Go subscribe right now. Also, if you could leave a review, I'd appreciate it. Five stars if you like it. And I'll talk to everyone soon. Peace. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. eBay Motors is here for the ride. You know what I remember about my first car? Is that the moment I got it, I wanted to improve it. Because like most 16-year-old kids, you don't exactly get a luxury automobile. So you look at it, you go, well, I need to add some speakers. I need to tint out the windows. I need to make this thing the coolest car possible so I can cruise around town with all my buddies, waving at the babes, and enjoy myself. So my favorite part of car culture when I was young was definitely the subwoofers in the back of the car. And uh, we built the boxes from scratch had multiple 12-inch subs, and you could hear me coming from a long, long way away. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Sometimes it's a struggle between buying what you want over buying what you need. But with the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can do both. You earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you can earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. Earn 2% cash rewards 
on what you want, like those new golf clubs you've been eyeing, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a divot repair tool for after you've torn up your lawn. Let's try that again. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like workout equipment for your home, and then earn 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller to soothe your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the active cash credit card. It's ready when you are. With unlimited 2% cash rewards, the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Fuma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.